Let's talk gospel music gold. I'm your host and Sonia Gibbs here to talk with gospel music singers, songwriters, historians, recording artists, choir masters, and directors. In this podcast, my guests will share their journey, their struggle, their strength, and most of all, their inspiration. Some of the guests on the podcast will be well-known throughout the gospel field, and others, you will have heard their instruments, their voices, and their emotions. Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. With me today, I have Earl Michael Thomas, plays an easily recognizable style of contemporary Christian music. He gave his life to Christ in the late 70s and left the secular music industry. Earl was born in Birmingham, Alabama, but raised in Detroit, Michigan. He played for artists such as Brooks Benton, Marlena Shaw, just to name a few, until 1976. Earl was a music director, lead guitarist, vocal arranger, and composer for Creative Source. He provided lead guitar support for Mary Wilson and the Supremes. God inspired musicians to pen hymnals and psalms that express the richness and depth of their experiences. Earl is inspired to write new songs unto him. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hey, Earl. Hello, how are you doing, Sonia? I am doing just fine. I am just astonished by your background. Wow, thank and you. And when I listen to your music, because I did, you know, kind of tune in to you, listen to your music, and I'm like, wow. You talk about having a connection with the music and a connection with your sound. Tell me how you got involved in that and then how you transitioned that into Christian music. Wow, that's a, that's a rich question there. So I'm going to see if I can give you an equally rich answer. Um, well, when I gave my life to Christ in 1978, um, you know, I, was, I played for a living. So, um, and I played secular music, and that's, again, how I made my living. And I really didn't know like, what to do now that I'm a Christian. So I, I felt, you know, incompatible with the uh, environment that I was in previously. So my brother is, was a pastor uh, in California, uh, the late James McCurdy. And uh, he took me under his wing. And uh, so I, be, I began to uh, grow in Christ and understand that uh, it's not about me. It's about him. 
-hmm. and just to really turn everything over to him. So that was a long journey. In terms of the music, uh, the translation from the secular music to Christian music, uh, that that's really a, uh, let me see if I can even articulate it. Um, you know how Jesus said that we don't worship in Jerusalem nor in Samaria. Those who worship God worship him in spirit and truth. Mm -hmm. So when I focus on Christ and, and music arises from my heart, it comes out um, from my uh, originality that he put together. Uh, but it may be recognizable to those on the outside as this is this fits this genre, this fits that genre, but it's just coming out naturally. So um, there's no formula. You know, I can't say, well, when I gave my life to Christ, I changed the beat like this and I changed the chords like that. I am sensitive, however, uh, to uh, coverings of churches. You know, like I don't go into a church and play in a style that I feel that would not uh, promote unity, mm. you know, because where there's unity, there's blessing. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other hand, where there's freedom, then we can we can uh, glorify God um, uh, with our gifts without um, uh, being offensive or being concerned with offending uh, one brother or another. So mm -hmm. all that's important. But you asked me a very, very uh, <laughs> a, a deep question, and it's multidimensional. So I'll probably have a better answer when I finish processing. Okay. <laughs> which, which might be after the show, but <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Because I, I like to ask probing questions because sometimes people don't realize what their gift is until after, and you realize where, where it changes. And we look at music, music, if you look at it on a sheet of paper, all you see are black dots and lines and etc. But it's in what you put into it that flows out of you is mm -hmm. what makes the difference. Oh, yeah. So when you are playing and let's tell everybody you're a lead guitarist and when you're playing and you think about God and his graciousness that flows through the strings of your instrument. So that's yeah. coming from your heart. <laughs> so ex tell me a little bit more about how that happens. I tried to play a guitar once, I'll tell you, and it was hard on my fingers because I play the piano. But tell sure. me how you translate that. Okay, now it will be hard on your fingers for a couple of years. And you just fine-tuned my previous answer with your comment. And, and this is amazing. I'm going to tell you a secret. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, all these years, I, I played as a professional. But now that I'm in Christ, I can't play until I sense his anointing. Mm. I'm serious. Um, that's why when I record, all the recordings that you hear, I've done at home. Because if I, if I booked a studio and said, okay, yeah, next week, uh, 2 o'clock, we're going to be down at the studio and record. If I get there and he's not there, I'm not there. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that I don't play if he's not there. I can't play. Mm. You know, I sing too. I sing too. And when his, anointing is, when his anointing is upon me, I can hit notes. Oh, my goodness, that was pretty high. But when his anointing is not there, I can't sing. Mm. So, so, so uh, it's all about his, his, his presence. It just, make, it's just, it just enables me. Uh, he, is an, he is the enabling of, of, of force, if you will. Okay. Uh, it's all about his, his love, 
and his presence. And I could just, I'm inspired to play. I'm inspired to flow. I'm inspired to sing. It's all in his anointing. Okay. That is, that is wonderful. I love to hear when someone tells me about how it not only touches them, but then when you look out and you see the reaction of people when they're listening to it, have you ever just looked out and just seen someone just closing their eyes and just worshiping the Lord with you as you were playing? And how did that make you feel? Well, um, uh, you know, it's very important to, to when you're, in, you're, you're ministering in music, to not be completely lost in what you're doing because there are people that are there, right? So mm-hmm. you have, there, have, there needs to be some presence. But for the most part, I'm so, I am plugged into, uh, uh, I am focusing on uh, what the ministry itself. And, um, and I, I guess the, 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 um, the fluidity of hearing God and, and expressing what you're feeling through the music it, it takes away any time for me to look out and say, hmm, look at that person over there. Oh, look at that person over there. But on the other hand, when it's over, it's a blessing when people come up. Not necessarily say, you know, I really enjoyed your playing. Not that so much. But I had a young lady told me that one song I, played, I, I actually sang, she said, uh, that was the song that uh, was played at my husband and I's wedding. Mm. And he was in the military. And it so touched her. And that touched me because I was praying, Lord, what should I do? What song should I play? And when I played that song and afterwards, when someone comes up and said, that's ministered to me because of this, that, that, that gives a confirmation and, and more encouragement you know, to keep going. And that's what it's about, ministry. When you think of it, because you're ministering to the heart, you're ministering to the soul and you're sharing the good news. Now, I'm going to, step back for a second and ask you when you decided to follow Christ. Now you're, you were playing at Motown and we know how popular Motown was and, and, or still is, I'm sorry. And what happens in the secular world, when you tell someone I'm getting ready to give my life to Christ what was the first conversation you had with someone when you told them that? Oh, oh my goodness. The, the most memorable moment came, I was at, um, we were playing at a nightclub in Detroit and uh, I was on break. And there was another very, very popular guitarist that I was talking to. He had, he had, you know, had a hit single that he had released. And uh, we used to have like, you know, kind of uh, uh, new conversations, you know, because back in the day, you know, <laughs> So um, he said something that was kind of back in the day. Well, for him, it was still there. And I didn't laugh, you know. And so I heard him mumble something on his breath. But I heard him say, what's wrong with you? And that night, it seemed like all the musicians um, recognized something that offended them. Mm. There There was something about me that made them uncomfortable. Because I didn't just completely say, I'm going to, I told the Supremes I'm not coming back out. But this is what I did for a living. So I'm playing in nightclubs until God tells me, you know, look, Earl, you have to completely come out. And so this particular night, uh, it was like we knew that we were uh, incongruous. We knew that, you know, what was in me, uh, I love them. I really do. But what was in me uh, was not, uh, made them uncomfortable Mm. and vice versa. 
And so it was kind of a, a mutual parting of the ways at, at that point. Um, if I can't just take a moment to share, and I have a friend, Skip Scarborough. Skip Scarborough wrote several million sellers. Uh, uh, you Can't Hide Love, um, A Lovely Day. You know, he gave his life to Christ uh, around the same time I did. And I won't tell you the group that did this to him, but uh, he was in the studio and he told them, uh, in the studio, you need to change those lyrics. Now, he had given his life to Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And they got so upset with him, they told the company uh, what he did and Skip, he was blacklisted. Wow. He actually lost his, uh, he lost a number of things. He, he had trouble with his family. Uh, of course, he lost his position in the, the secular music industry, but he kept his faith. Mm. So I, I really admire uh, men who, who've actually gone through those types of, of uh, persecutions. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's the word. Persecution is that uh, people in the secular world, secular music, think that there is something wrong with you when you say, I want to follow Christ. God has given me something has given me a word to speak. So when you're sitting there and you're thinking about the words that God wants you to speak, the words that you he wants to hear you sing, the words that he wants you to play, and you think back about what I'm going to say, we all say it in the church, what the enemy said against you, but God says different. God says different, and he tells you how to express yourself and how to grow and develop. And tell me the first Christian song that you wrote and recorded. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember? I like this. Yeah, yeah. And I like this. This, this is spontaneous, and I'm going to have to, 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 uh, to step it up. Let me think. Um, so, I'm like, oh, I think I can. Um, when I came off the road, um, it was probably, I would say, reaching for the people or pretty close to it. Now, I haven't released that yet, but it, it was popular with the young people. But I got a lot of uh, uh, pushback, you know, from, from some of the older Christians. And I understand I'm not trying to stir anything up. But it was, uh, you ask me why is my song, The Daily's Dancer's Delight. You think that it should be wrong and, and that it doesn't seem right. But it's my duty to serve the masses everywhere uh, if, and to deliver the word, I got to carry it there. So I'm just reaching for the people, reaching for their hearts. And if I'm going to reach the people, I have to go where the people are. Mm. So, so that was the first, um, I guess, uh, uh, message that I wanted to communicate. But it's matured since then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, more wisdom and, you know, sensitivities you know, come along with the years. And that's, a, to, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned that. When you think about God's word says to go out and reach people. And sometimes we feel stagnated because when you want to reach people and talk to people through music, through song, through message, and then you have some older people that want to, no, that's not going to work. So I'm going to transition and ask you, you've heard gospel hip hop gospel rap. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, um, well, first I take a step back and say that um, I'm not, uh, I'm God's servant. And as someone who's moved to do Christian rap, you know, they say that they're God's servant. So the one thing we have in common is God. And so the one thing 
uh, and so our rewards are going to be different, mm-hmm. right? So when I look across the aisle and I say, hey, hey, hey what are you doing? No, no, <laughs> don't do that. That's not my servant. Um, so um, so I, I reserve that type of, of, of I don't want to use the term judgment, it's kind of strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I reserve comment in term, a negative comment and just focus on what God gave me. Um, because again, we're, we're all God's servants. I, I go back to what I said earlier though. Mm-hmm. But if we're in a congregation together, God pours down blessing where there is unity. Mm-hmm. And if, if I bring something forth, I'm, I'm going to talk about myself. If I bring something, this has happened before. <laughs> if I bring something forth that one or two uh, might not be able to flow in, that means we've lost that power. That's mm. how much power we've lost. Mm. Um, but if I bring something forth that everyone can worship in, I think that causes heaven to come down and, mm. and we to be caught up. So there is, there is benefit in, in recognizing sensitivities. But on the other hand, uh, someone might be, uh, uh, you know, the disciples. They told Jesus, uh, they said, Jesus, look at them over there. He said, they're baptizing, but they're not with us. And then Jesus said, uh, well, if they're not against us, they're for us. So, not, but, you know, so he just told them, you know, to, to just hands off. So uh, that's my thought in terms of, you know, uh, gospel rap and, you know, gospel hip hop is that, that, that they, the only thing we have in common is we have God in common mm-hmm. and we're, and we're servants. So I will leave that to God to say, well done. Or... <laughs> yeah. I think that when you look out and think about, we are asked to present ourselves to the world as Christians. And when you start to scrutinize a gift that someone else does, I might be an artist and draw with my right hand. And I come across another artist that draws with their left hand. And we find out that we've actually drawn basically the same picture. Mm-hmm. We're still presenting ourselves. And in doing so, you have gifts that are shared. And I like the way that you used, you said unity. And you talked about what Jesus said about if they're not against us, then they're not, you know, you, you have to think about those kind of things when, you, when yes. you do that. So when you write your songs and you're thinking of ministering to people, I'm going to ask you a crazy question. Okay. Do you write them in your head? Do you write them down on paper? Or do you play them out? Oh, this, this, I love these questions. I'm serious. I I'm glad. <laughs> um, it, like it comes like a sermon. It comes different ways. Mm. But sometimes it, when, it, when it's really heartfelt, it's like a message that a, that a, a minister would get. And, so, and sometimes it comes like 4 o'clock in the morning, like 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, when you'd rather be sleeping. So the, the, the option is to, you know, to uh, either get up and listen and write it, or go back to sleep and lose it, mm. you know. So when it really, when I hear, oh, I hear it, oh, that, oh, it's like, it's an unction, uh, and it's like a yearning in heaven that this be said in song. 
So you have to be really quiet and, and, and think of a scripture. And um, that's when the words come first. Mm. And those are usually the ones that bless the most. <laughs> um, sometimes I hear, I hear a melody that's pretty original. And I like to be original because when I write a song, I want someone to say it sounds like this. It sounds like, you know, so-and-so wrote that song, same chords. I kind of want it to be, well, no, I do want it to be original because I'm copywriting and said I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Right? So when I hear something, ooh, that's, I hear something in my, my mind that I feel that it's creative that I can develop, then I add Christian message to it. That's a different approach, you know. But the, but the, uh, the former is more of a blessing. The latter is, is I think, uh, beneficial, uh, especially like when I'm driving, you know, or <laughs> things of that nature. But it usually comes like a message um, and so on. Okay, okay. That's great. I've always been fascinated by how people are come about their specific song or come come about a specific saying, and you never know what comes up or what happens. Now, I'll tell you something really strange is one day, uh, well, in, in the area where we live, there are a lot of cotton, I'm sorry, not cotton fields, corn fields. Okay. And I just happened to be one Sunday getting ready to prepare dinner, and I started peeling the husks from the corn cobs and I looked at it and I said this reminds me of the layers that God has for you he is the husk Mm. he is the outer husk that covers and protects Mm. those nuggets of corn and the silk is what softens what's been outside Mm. so I was sitting there and I was thinking about that and I said wow so I wonder if musicians do that, if they think about you, you're standing around. Who would think that you would look at a, a, a ear of, of corn like that? And I was like, man, that is really deep. <laughs> you that know, sounds like a song. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can have it. You can have it because I'm, I'm going to put it in my I'm going to put it in my book. I'm writing a book. Very good. Very good. <laughs> But that's okay. Then we can share it. It'll be like like minds. You know, you put it to music. I put it to words. You know. <laughs> that's a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> so in talking about that, and I know you, you worked with Mary Wilson and the Supremes. Mm-hmm. At any given time, did someone ever, it, one of the ladies walk up to you and say, when you made your decision, and you don't have to call any names, but did anyone ever come up and give you what's called a prophetic word? A be- before or Bef- after I made my After decision. you made your decision. No, no, um, it was it was pretty much out. I'm saying I made it myself, but you, you may have read this on my website. Um, and and, and I, I try to make it really brief since we're on the radio show. But uh, someone was praying for me. Mm. While I was out there, my mm. brother and his wife that I just mentioned earlier, they were praying for me. And I found this out after the fact. The more they prayed for me, the farther out I got. They, you know, in other words, I was, you know, as you mentioned, I played Brandon and these others. Pretty soon, I played the Creative Source. And they're still praying for me. Pretty soon, I'm with the Supremes. But what they didn't know was that me and the bass player, and I'll give you his name, Duke Billingsley, um, we, for whatever reason, and Sonia, I can't tell you, we got into a Bible reading contest. Because, you know, they have Gideon Bibles in the hotel. Oh, I yeah. can't tell you why. I can't tell you why we started doing this. And so we, it was like we were in different rooms, right? And so we're going to see who's going to get through the Bible first. 
we're musicians. I can't explain it. Anyway, uh, and, and, and this is side notes, maybe kind of funny, maybe not. But I'd get to my room and there wouldn't be a Gideon Bible, right? And so I'm not saved. And I get on the phone and say, hey, I, I need a Gideon Bible in my room. <laughs> yeah. Who is this person screaming at me? He wants a Bible. He's, yeah, he needs a Bible. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but I get the Bible. When I got to the New Testament, we were in Innsbruck, Austria, mm. a war-torn country, but it was beautiful at the foot of the Alps. And I began to see a connection between what I was reading and what I was seeing. And I said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. That was when I left the Supremes. And as I mentioned earlier, I kind of played my way out Mm-hmm. of the nightclubs, but, um, uh, and I, I don't think I answered your question directly. The prop, no one came to me prophetically, but someone was praying for me, and I, it was that event that they didn't know. They thought my prayers were not being answered because it looked like it was getting worse and worse and worse, but ultimately it was, it was their prayers that got me out, let me out of it. Okay. Uh, I love hearing testimonies. <laughs> yeah, I was trying not to share <laughs> But when you think about those things and you think about a walk that you're you're going on in a journey, that's key to know as well because some people don't realize that you may not be praying for yourself because you don't know to pray for yourself, but there's somebody mm-hmm. else in the background that's praying fervently for you oh. and you answer the call and that is when there are so many things that open up to you at that time. And you realize that it wasn't just me. It was an army that was yeah. praying for me. And I was praying <laughs> for myself through word. So that's a, mm. to me, that is so powerful in, in saying that. And then to be where you were and looking for it. And you were thirsting for it. So part of the prayer that they were probably putting forth was to have you thirst for the word of God. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to get off that. <laughs> that sounds like that. someone did speak to me prophetically afterwards. That sounds like my sister right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> See? Now, when you think about writing your songs and you have a new project that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that, about Him and Heart. Okay. So Him and Heart, um, the, the concept of Him and Heart is that God is still speaking. Mm-hmm. God is still inspiring writers uh, to, you know, we, we, we love the hymns, we love the old hymns, but God is still talking. God is still inspiring writers. And, and, and I think of songs like Mary Did You Know. Mm. You know, there's some powerful lines in there that came from heaven. You know, lines like, um, uh, did you know that your baby boy... It's come to make you new. This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mm. Oh, and another line in there says, uh, uh, did you know uh, that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so God is still speaking. So I have, human heart is, is, is kind of multidimensional. There's a commercial side, which funds the non-commercial side. So I have things that I put out, you know, like Christmas CDs and a lot of the things that you will hear are commercial. But there are spiritual songs that I think believers should hear when you're in a situation, you're in a conflict. You know, someone says something to you, make you upset. Okay, then there's a, and a song will come to you and mm. put you in the right frame of mind to get through that moment. We don't have a lot of those 
And so I want to make those free of charge. I, I have like a whole, I have like, I don't know, uh, uh, <laughs> dozens <laughs> of songs that I want to make free of charge. But that's really the, that's really hymn and heart. Mm. Hymn and heart are those spiritual songs to strengthen believers. Uh, on the other ha- on the other side, like I mentioned, you know, there's uh, You Rain, the single that I did. I'm also doing a, a, a project with uh, Denise Whitney Wilborn, uh, Communion Song. Oh, my, okay. she sings so beautifully. Um, it's called uh, uh, In Remembrance of You. Mm. So uh, it's, it's uh, but that's the commercial side. But the heart of him and heart is the non-commercial side, which I've not yet had an opportunity to develop. But that's where I, I, I'm heading. That's my prayer. Okay. That I would achieve that. Well, we know that it's going to flourish. It's going to grow. <laughs> when you put it out there, it is, it is actually going to flourish and grow. And I'll uh, just tell you something real quick. Uh, something, I'm, I'm still working a day job. And uh, there is a person that I work with who is a bully. Oh. And tries me quite a bit. So... I had to have a conversation with the supervisor with this person because of some things that transpired. And I had the right frame of mind to put on my Christian music because I listened to it. Thank God I love remote. <laughs> and I listened to my music to calm me down because the my morning devotion mentioned about your enemy trying to attack you and steal your peace. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing you want people to take from you is your peace. So I had to put on some music in order to calm myself down to come back into peace. So what you're saying on this, and I had I read your bio a couple of weeks ago, and then I pulled it back out and looked at it again. And I thought, I said, him and heart. And when you mentioned that, that just struck a chord with me is that that's what people need. When, especially in these times, especially where we're going and you, you hear about so much negativity, you need something like him and heart. Put that in your life, put that in your repertoire and to bring that out, to bring us back to the sanctitude of being friendly. Mm-hmm. People have gotten so far away from being, being friendly. It's ridiculous. You go places and people are so in a hush, in a rush, rush, but if they were to hear stuff like this and listen to it. That's why I'll, I do the show and I, I'll, I'll give my show a plug. Gospel music yeah. gold. There's so much gold in what gospel music brings and the good news. So I want you to be prosperous in that and being able to bring that to people. I am not prophetic. I will say that I do love the Lord. I've, uh, but I do know that there are things that people need to hear. People are yearning for stuff like that. So I'm going to say right now, if nobody else told you today, this is fantastic. This is great. You are doing a wonderful job. <laughs> Thank you, my dear sister. <laughs> so I want to talk to you, too, about when you talk about your commercial side. Okay. What are some of the you talked about your Christmas What's the name of, since we just came out of Christmas, maybe somebody else said, hey, I still want to get back in that Christmas mood. What's the name of your your latest Christmas product? Uh, it's uh, Heart the Herald. Heart the Herald, Earl Michael Thomas, Heart the Herald. Cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
And then you have, tell us about You Rain. Uh, you Rain, that was a song that was written originally by, or oh, it was written by uh, Jonathan Stocksteel and uh, Andre Harrison. And it was it was uh, ministered by Jonathan Stocksteel. I love that song. Um, and I just did an instrumental of it. Mm. Uh, there's, it's, we did a video. I'm not sure if you had an opportunity to see the I video. I saw it. On, okay. <laughs> it's right, on, yeah. I'm going to tell my listeners, it's on YouTube. Check it out. It's really nice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, my son produced that. It was his first production, and uh, he did an outstanding job. But, um, yeah, so that's the, the most recent single that we released, Zoo Rain, and, of course, um, uh, Hark the Heralds, the Christmas project. Cool. So I sometimes I feel like a stalker when I've uh, I'm looking at a guest and I'm like I kind of feel like a stalker, but it helps me to get material so that we can talk because I love talking. I love talking to people. Sure, absolutely. That's research. That's background <laughs> research. Absolutely. Great. Necessary. Now I'm going to ask you. What do you have coming up currently, or how can people get in contact with you if they'd like to get in contact with you? Okay, great. So they can reach me directly at info at him and heart. That's H-Y-M-N, another N, and then H-E-A-R-T, info at him and heart, uh, dot com. Um, and, um, you know, all of our, our materials are online, you know, uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, iMusic. Apple Music, and any, if they support us in any way uh, with downloading any of our material, we'll send them a free uh, CD. For example, if you download uh, Heart the Herald, um, uh, the complete project, and you email me at info at humanheart.com, I'll send you a hard copy. I know not many are listening to CDs <laughs> these days, but Uncle Frank might like a CD, so I'll send you a free CD. Did uh, you, you say you free? You, saw, you yeah. said free? Free. You know, usually we'll say, you know, you know, with shipping and handling. Well, I'm not going to say that. No, just free. And um, the uh, if you download a single, uh, we'll send you a Quasar pin, which which it lights up. It's a really nice pin. You know, you click the button and it just starts changing colors. Um, uh, it, it starts changing colors. <laughs> uh, you probably can't see it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll, you know, while the supplies, we have a limited amount of supplies. But, um but, I, you know, aside from the commercial side, yeah, they, you, they want to, you know, contact me. They have some things they want to share. You know, I can be reached at info at himandheart.com. That is great, great, great. Are you also on Facebook? I, I am. That's okay, I that's a, you know, that's your social media. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How about, are you on Instagram? Not yet. You know, as I alluded to in our, our pre-show conversation, I'm not that... Um, uh, adept with, with technology. So uh, Facebook, um, I've been, you know, someone has been speaking to me about Instagram and TikTok. So I need to go to, you know, to some, uh, my, oh, I need to spend some time with my grandson. He's, he's my uh, see? technology guru. All right. See, there's your specialty right there. There's your specialist right there. <laughs> they have you on in a matter of seconds. <laughs> You're not deficient. Just uh, call the grandson. Yo, come on over here. And <laughs> hook grandpa up. <laughs> yeah. Give me, right. on, give me on this here intranet thing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he'll do it, too. He programmed my phone. As a matter of fact, my, my Waze voice, when he was eight years old, he was in a corner. 
for about two hours. He had my phone. He removed the voice from mm. the ways, and now wherever I go, I hear his voice. Oh, okay. You know, make a right, make a left. You've arrived. <laughs> you know, he's an amazing little guy. See? <laughs> yeah. So you can, um, Grandpa will give you, uh, what kind of gum is that that doesn't mess with your teeth? None, but uh, yeah, Grandpa will give you that gum. <laughs> Yeah, that would be an incentive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank my guest, Earl Michael Thomas, for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. And before I finish the rest of this, I'm going to ask Earl Michael Thomas on air, because I asked him beforehand, that if we get into a subject area, would he be willing to come back as a guest again? Would you be willing to come back as a guest again? Absolutely. I've really enjoyed this. Episode. <laughs> I really have. Okay, wonderful. I have too. I really have. And then, so I'm going to ask my audience to please send an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment. Also, if you have suggestions for future guests you would like to hear on the show, send an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. Again, that's let's talk the number two gmg at gmail.com. I am your host and Sonia saying, let's sing, let's shout, and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. My guest today, Earl Michael Thomas, has a free offer for my listeners. You'll receive a free CD for downloading either of Earl's complete Christmas projects, The Essence of Christmas or Hark the Herald. Or for downloading a single from one of the projects, receive a free Quasar pen while supplies last. He's asking that you send proof of purchase to Earl Thomas at info at himandheart.com. Also with your name and mailing address. That's info at himandheart.com. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. I'm your host and Sonia Smith-Gibbs. This episode has been brought to you by Born to Speak to You Corporate Training Materials. This is an online training course that brings training programs online with e-learning library of courses. There are eight different categories which include administrative skills, career development, human resources, personal development, sales and marketing, supervisors and managers, workplace essentials, and Microsoft Office Specialist. Now with that Microsoft Office Specialist, you can study and get certified as MOS, a Microsoft Office Specialist. Go to borntospeaktoyou.com. That's born, the number two, speak, the number two, you.com. These are wonderful 
corporate training materials for those who are transitioning into a new field, for those who want to enhance the skills that they have, and just for someone who wants to do continued learning and education. Check out borntospeaktoyou.com for their corporate training materials.